Well, hey there, you're listening to the Marketing for Coaches podcast. I'm your host, Steve Schramm. This is the podcast where we help coaches like you achieve clarity around their message, overcome their toughest marketing challenges, and grow their caseload in record time. Welcome to the show. All right, lesson number nine, how to determine the uh, the why, the what, and the how of your new or reborn coaching business. I want to thank you so much for taking time to join us this week. It's been a little while, actually, since I was able to get, um, since I've been able to get another episode of the podcast out, and oh golly, there's just been so much going on. Uh, where do I start? Um, the the death of my grandmother, uh, preparation for moving uh, to a new home, and then actually doing that and getting all set up here. So uh, I'm all set up for now and ready to go, and hopefully I can uh, continue to pump out some more consistent content for you. Uh, in an ideal world, I'd get something out weekly. I don't know that that's uh, going to remain possible in this season of life, but we're going to do the best we can because I want to show up for you as often as I can to to help you as you're trying to grow your particular coaching business. And, and that way I can offer the insight that I have in to that. So today is going to be for the person who maybe they're interested um, in coaching, but they've not yet uh, begun. Or, or, or maybe you're someone who has just begun. You've just started. You've decided to get into this coaching business. You're wondering where or how to, to, to get started. In my mind, you cannot do that without uh, having some kind of course that you want to take, some kind of direction that you want to go. And the way I have uh, framed it is in a very simple common sense notion that we all have. Whenever you're going to do something, it makes sense to try to determine why you're going to do it, what you're going to do, and how you're going to do it. And I would suggest doing so in that order. Uh, The reason is that without the why you don't have uh, sufficient uh, motivation. It's very easy to fall off of the wagon of any new endeavor that you're trying to accomplish if you don't have a, a sure foundation of why it matters that you continue and why you push past the hard stuff. Uh, look at the hard stuff comes up. It's what some people uh, like to refer to the messy middle. It's really easy to start a project, and I would even argue that it's 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 fairly simple to finish a a project. But that uh, middle point where you're just in the middle of it and you're in the thick of things and you're far enough from the destination that you know it's going to um, really hurt if you don't accomplish it, at the same time, you're far enough from the outset, from the beginning of it, that you're getting weary and you're growing tired of working on it. It's a really hard place to be, but we all get there. So we have to understand the why first. After the why, well, then we really need to determine the what. We really need to understand what the actual thing is that we're going uh, to accomplish, what things we're going to uh, to do, and what things are necessary in order to, in this case, have a successful uh, coaching business. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And then, of course, the how. How are you going to do it? What kind of things are you going to put into place to be able to help 
clients. So, you know, if you've got limiting beliefs around this, it's very possible you do and don't even uh, realize it then we're going to talk about some of that. Uh, maybe you have confusion or even just a lack of clarity. We're going to talk about all that as soon as we dive in. Well, right before we dive in, I just want to uh, remind you that this show is brought to you by the 48 Days Eagles. That is Dan Miller's 48 Days Eagles group. You can learn more about that by going to my website, and I will put a link in the show notes. Of course, the link there is just um, northmacservices.com slash eagles, northmacservices.com slash eagles and we will be absolutely sure to get you set up man it is a wonderful wonderful community there are all kinds of creatives and, and podcasters uh, in there and coaches. It's, it's a community really for coaches. So um, there are writers and speakers and, like I said, podcasters and entrepreneurs and, and coaches and just a wealth of knowledge to be able to draw from. And these folks can certainly help you get on your way to getting your business not only launched but helping it to be successful. All right. So... Let's dive into what we want to talk about today, the, the why, the what, and the how of your new or even reborn coaching business. Let me give you a, a pretty startling statistic, something I found on Fundera.com. Here's what it says. 20% of small businesses fail in their first year. 30% of small businesses fail in their second year. And 50% of small businesses fail after five years years in business. Now it gets a little worse. Finally, 70%, 70% of small business owners fail in their 10th year in business. You know, uh, this should really be troubling because I think we can all agree that America runs on small business. Yeah, I mean, of course, we have corporate uh, entities and, and co corporations that have been around for 100, 200 years, etc. We have things like that in America, especially in the big banking businesses and stuff like that. But America runs on small business. And the fact that so many of them fail is uh, to be seen two ways. Of course, it is a little um, um, depressing. It should be, in other words, a warning. It should serve as a warning that if you're going to um, set out on something. You need to do it smart. You need to build it the right way. You need to make sure that it's something that it's worth continuing in your mind. Now, there's nothing wrong with something being temporary as far as that goes. If it's something that you intend to be temporary, okay, well, well, fine. But I kind of doubt that you are starting a small business with the purpose of it being temporary. I think everybody wants their small business to be able to succeed, even if they don't set out with the expectations for growth that maybe they ultimately end up having, uh, having, excuse me, for example. So, um, my wife sells jewelry with a wonderful Christian uh, jewelry company. It's a, a direct sales company called Premier Designs. And you know, you hear story after story of folks who said, well, I just got into this business because I wanted to make a couple extra dollars of play money to be able to go buy some new shoes or some new clothes or something like that. Uh, it's kind of separate from the rest of the family budget. 
And then so many of these people who started out that way, eventually uh, they turn this business and they grow this business into something that helps support the livelihood of their family. So even people who get into it with lower than uh, usual expectations a lot of times end up really getting excited about this and just diving headfirst and trying to build a business. So the fact that so many of them fail should serve as a warning. Yes, it, it's not a good thing, of course, that they fail. But what is encouraging is that this means you have an opportunity. You have an opportunity to not be in this statistic. You don't have to be one of the percentage marks that I just mentioned. You don't have to be one of the 20% of businesses that fail in the first year, or the 30 that fail in the second, or the 50 that fail after five. And neither do you have to be part of the 70 that fail after 10. If you want to continue, you can. Now, I think there are five common reasons coaching businesses fail. And I have to be honest with you, um, it's it's been a little while since I prepped this episode versus when I'm recording it. So I can't remember if I adapted these from the article that I found on Fundera.com uh, or not. And frankly, I didn't even go, oh, no, I'm sorry. Okay, I do have it written down here. Um, I found this from a different article. Um and uh, 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 on com, and I will put the link to that in the show notes, my apologies. And it is five most common reasons that coaching businesses fail. And I liked what they had to say. First of all, they haven't found their niche. They don't know who they are talking to. And because of that, number two, they don't know how to market themselves. So they don't know whose problems they address. And if you don't know whose problems that you address, you don't know how to market yourself to those people because you don't know who those people are. It's pretty logical. So uh, you have to address those two problems. Number three, the article cites is that they don't walk the walk. They don't walk the walk. Um, I would not take advice from a financial advisor who is broke or in tons and tons of debt. To me, uh, it is not um, successful financial stewardship to be in tons and tons of debt. So why would I listen to somebody? I'm not going to listen to a diet guy who hasn't shown that he's been able to lose weight via the kind of method that he's promulgating. Um, that just doesn't make any any sense. So nobody's going to want to go to a coach who's not able to show them the kind of um, r- results in their own life, in their own work, that they are uh, allegedly able to help uh, them with. Fourthly, they get caught up in administrative tasks. They get caught up in administrative tasks. So that is, they're not utilizing the great resources we have like Fiverr and Upwork and even uh, beyond those um, uh, uh, virtual staffing organizations to be able to bring on people. In this day, uh, there is absolutely no reason that you should be getting caught up in administrative tasks. If you have enough work that the administrative tasks are, are, are taking a significant amount of your time, then you need to delegate that. And you can start by going back to lesson eight, episode number eight, where we talked about how coaches can become free to focus with Mike Hyatt's powerful framework called Free to Focus. That will help you with some of that. And I encourage you to get that book because it will help you even further. Lastly, the fifth reason is a mindset reason. They don't believe in themselves. They don't believe in themselves. And I think that's uh, probably very true. Uh, What you um, believe you can achieve. 
um, you know, it's uh, the Bible <laughs> mentions uh, this kind of thinking. Um, Henry Ford was famous for uh, saying that uh, if you think um, that you are going to fail, uh, then you are. Uh, it's just that simple. So you have to believe uh, in yourself if you want somebody else to be able to have that confidence in you as well. All right, well, real quick, we want to move through these uh, simple ideas, the why, the what, and the how of your new or reborn coaching business. So we are going to go through these uh, quickly because there's not much to say on any given point um, in this particular episode. But still, I think you can go further with these concepts if you want to. We just want to give you a basic introduction to them here. So we, when you're considering your why, I love, I've already mentioned Mike Hyatt once, his, his wife Gail has this quote that I think is just awesome. It says that people lose their way when they lose their why. People lose their way when they lose their why. If you don't know why you are trying to accomplish something, then it's really hard to maintain that um, motivation. It's really hard, in other words, to continue on a journey that you don't remember why you set out on in the first place. So underneath the why, I think you need to have uh, three things. Triggers, motivators, and gap-closing anecdotes. Now here is what I mean by each of those. A trigger is going to be something that uh, sets this in motion for you. And you need to really think back. Maybe it's been a while since it happened. You need to really think back as to what that could be because when you connect with that trigger that really set this whole thing in motion for you, it helps you gain so much perspective as to developing that why. Okay, And I'm going to give you an example of this in just a moment because you also need a motivator. After you have a trigger, you need a motivator. In other words, you need some things that are going to keep you going that are, are worthy enough goals to be able to press toward that final mark. In other words, the, the goals are so worth achieving that it would be extremely painful for you to fail to achieve them. And then finally, gap-closing anecdotes. In other words, you need to surround yourself and avail yourself of um, resources of others who have uh, closed the gap in that same area that you have. Again, as um, uh, in coaching terms, that's really what we want to help people do is close the gap between what they say they want to do and need to do and are actually doing. So what might this look like? Um, practically speaking. Well, let me just give you one quick example. In my own life, um, a lot of people who know me know that I achieved about a 60-pound weight loss so far utilizing a low-carb or ketogenic diet. Now, the trigger for this, remember, we need a why, so we need a trigger, a motivator, and a gap-closing anecdote or multiple of each. Um, for me, the trigger uh, t that told me that I needed to make this change, that I needed to lose this weight, 
was um, that I went to Dollywood, a popular theme park in Tennessee, tried to get on a roller coaster ride, and was too big to fit. You know, that, that happened. And I didn't even want to be on the roller coaster that bad because I hate roller coasters. But, you know, I was going to try it for my family anyway. And the reality is that it was embarrassing. I had to get up and walk off the ride. Not because I didn't want to do it. That choice was taken away from me. I had already made the choice that I was going to get up to 287 pounds, or excuse me, 278 pounds and be too big to fit on the ride. That was a trigger. That was the straw, if you will, that broke the proverbial camel's back. That was enough. Now, what kept me going, motivators, uh, I had two um, or three in particular, and they were uh, personal. They were very spiritual and relational. Um, I wanted to be in better health for my wife. I wanted to be in better health for my boys. I had a, um, uh, uh, my, uh, my wife either was pregnant or we had uh, our first son already at that point. I think we had our first son already at that point, but I can't, I can't remember uh, exactly. Um, I think he might have been on the way. Uh, yeah, he was on the way uh, at that point. Um, um, you know, it, it, I, I didn't want to be the fat dad who never could do anything with his kids. And that was a big deal to me. That kept me going. Also, uh, I am a, a preacher. Make no apology for that. Uh, a preacher and a Bible teacher. And I thought it would be hypocritical of me uh, to, um, to have lost control over that part of my life, over eating and falling into to gluttony and things of that nature. So um, it was actually sinful, I believe, for me to continue in the way that I was because I was not properly stewarding and caring for the body that God had given me. And so those were motivators to help me going. In terms of gap-closing anecdotes, uh, there were uh, others around me, three or four others around me, who at that point had lost significant weight on the approach I was trying. And uh, after losing that weight um, and going through the process myself, I have been able to inspire others around me to, to go through and to use this sort of lifestyle and achieve some goals like that for themselves. And I'm very proud to say that and very happy that that uh, has, has taken place. And it really keeps you going. The more you go, the more you have more peers around you getting on board, the easier it is to stay on board yourself. So you need to have a why, and that means you need to have triggers, motivators, and gap-closing anecdotes. Secondly, you need to have a what. You need to have a what. Now, whatever this what is, of course, um, in our context, it's going to be coaching of some sort. There are lots of different niches and things you can get into. We do not have time uh, to talk about how to choose a niche in this podcast. But what you need to do is determine where three things uh, relevant to your life intersect and what area they intersect. And that will help you decide where you need to be. Here are the three things. Passions, abilities, and profitability. Passions, abilities, and profitability. It's a three-legged stool. 
Because here's the deal. If you're not passionate about it, you're not going to be able to uh, help motivate that change in others. It was Zig Ziglar who said that sales really is just the transfer of enthusiasm. You're trying to transfer your enthusiasm for this particular uh, uh, topic to somebody else. It's going to be really hard to do if your enthusiasm does not exist. Secondly, abilities. You know, you got to be proficient. Again, you have to have either made the change or been working towards that change or have results at least that you can show how you have helped other people accomplish this change. Uh, People are only going to want to be coached by people who have had results in some measure in the area which they purport to be coaching. Uh, That only makes sense. And then thirdly, finally, is profitability. And this is you know, one that we don't like to talk about, but it's important. And not only is it important, it's necessary. If you're not profitable, you don't have a business, you have a hobby. Whatever you're doing, it doesn't matter. If you're not profitable, if you uh, do not make money over and above that which you spend, and um, not even just money, but in time resources as well, uh, profitability can be measured in multiple ways. But if you're not profitable with it, if there's no market for it, then it's not a business. It's a hobby and probably a bad one of that. So you need to make sure that you have each uh, leg of the stool covered in whatever kind of coaching you choose to do. And then finally, and this is just the super practical part, you have to choose the how. How are you going to accomplish this? Are you going to offer single sessions? Uh, in other words, one-on-one kind of thing. Are, are you going to do uh, group coaching? You know, would it make sense to have uh, a, a lower priced option where multiple people can join in at once that would get people introduced to your coaching and then they could go further with you later if they wanted to in a one-on-one capacity? Um uh, thirdly, web-based versus uh, in-person. You know, I mean, are you going to uh, open up shop somewhere? Are you going to dedicate a portion of your home office space to be able to invite people in? Or are you going to carry out everything over Zoom meetings? Uh, you know, Zoom meetings these days are absolutely wonderful, absolutely great. You can often accomplish the very same thing as you could in a personal private meeting space. So you need to think about those things and be set up for those things. Purchase whatever software and whatever equipment you think you need in order to be uh, effective. And then uh, the last one I wrote down under the how is online courses. Now, online courses would be a way for you to get your coaching at an even more affordable price into a systematized package that people can buy, that they buy while you are sleeping. Um, This would be a way for people to get introduced to your coaching, again, at a lower price for you to make money from people who you wouldn't have made money from otherwise, who may even eventually want to go further into a one-on-one relationship with you. And it's super easy. You can go to the resources page on my website. That's northmacservices.com slash resources. And you can find a link right there if you think you want to explore this online coaching uh, thing, you, uh, online courses rather, uh, you can uh, find a link for Teachable there. And I'm that will uh, get you started. Teachable is a wonderful little platform that enables you to very, very simply uh, create your own online courses. All right. Well, uh, that's what I have for you today. Before we wrap up, I would like to take just a moment and um, promote our own coaching programs. If you go to um, northmacservices.com slash coaching, there you are going to find information on our marketing coaching services. Now, 
Again, we have multiple ways that we can help you, whether you are just starting out getting into uh, online marketing, we can help you get your coaching business off the ground with a, a plan, with a system that's going to help you and carry you through. If you're more advanced, maybe you already know a little bit, but you're ready to take your website to the next level, you're ready to get more uh, clients in, etc., potential prospects, and you want to really get in the process of creating content, and building an email list, etc., then we can help you. We can hold your hand through that and help you make sure on a month-to-month basis that you are uh, doing it uh, right, that you're doing everything you can, keeping up with um, changing trends, etc., to be bringing in new business. If you're interested in that, just go to northmaxservices.com slash coaching, and we would love to set you up and help you out there. All right? Well, hey, uh, thank you again for joining us this week. We'll see you next time here on the Marketing for Coaches podcast. Thank you. Bye-bye.